So we have found that the 12 minor prophets are not necessarily minor in importance, minor in size. However, a couple of them are quite lengthy. Hosea, especially Zechariah, is quite lengthy. There's only one narrative minor prophet, and that would be Jonah. That is correct. Uh, Amos was lived in Judah, but prophesied against Israel. What happened to the Israel and Judah are no longer together? You can just leave it back there. We're all good. You can just leave it back there in the back pew. What happened to Israel and Judah? Why are they not together anymore? They split off. 930, they divided into 12 tribes, divided to 2 and to 10. And so Judah lasted a little bit longer than Israel. Why did they go into captivity, both of them? Sin. Idolatry specifically, if you want to, but it was, they, were, they were idolatrous. They wouldn't listen to, they just wouldn't listen to, why don't we have prophets today? God sent prophets when there was a need of a prophetic voice because people were being uh, disobedient. So we don't have prophets today, so where does that fall on? The pastor. The pastors, the preachers, it is up to us. To, to, to foretell what God has said in his word. Now, we don't have specifically necessarily, you know, the Assyrians aren't coming to take us over, but we just gonna implode from the inside out, it would seem. But there we go. So that, but we don't have the prophets. But in this era, we have the preachers. And so the, it changed. What changed? Christ dies. And we have the church ministry coming on the scene. And so the Judaism's out. The church is in this time period. So we have, I miss this prophecy against the nations. We have Damascus, Gaza, Tyre, Edom, and we're up to 313. We have now is Ammon. So if you're following along, Amos chapter 1, verse 13. Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of the children of Ammon, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have ripped up the children of the Gilead, that they might enlarge their border. But I will kindle a fire in the wall of Rabbah, that was their chief city, and it shall devour. Rabbah today, I believe, is Ammon, Jordan. That is correct. Uh, Rabbah is actually Ammon, Jordan today, and it shall devour the palaces thereof with shouting in the day of battle, with a tempest in the day of the whirlwind, and their king shall go into captivity. He and his princes together, saith the Lord. So he's clearly, Ammon is going to be in trouble. What is the beginning? Who was the beginning of the Ammonites? Genesis chapter 19, Lot. And the firstborn, Lot. Is, and about, but if you think about this for just now, we look at Lot's daughters. You know the story. Pillar of salt, Lot's up with his two daughters. They don't have a lot of hope for a child. I mean, everybody in the plane just about is toast. So we, we don't see it from their side. It's not right what they did. But that was like the only hope, I mean, to get married. And, if, and there was not, in that culture, ladies did not have a lot. If you didn't have a husband, you had, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're bad news. Yeah, they didn't have a lot to fall back on. Pretty long, yes. But even like even, I was thinking back to the wilderness when they wandered in the wilderness, how that the there was four one family had five girls that said, We don't have an inheritance. And so God Moses asked the yeah, God said give them an inheritance. And and so these ladies did wrong, but they should have waited, they got impatient. We see that 
Isn't it interesting? We see, we see impatience happen often in Genesis and other places. We see impatience happen today in America. We see impatience happening all across the world. Anyway, they had two children. One was Moab, one was Benami, the son, children of Ammon. So from the relationship of Lot and his two daughters come the Moabites and the Ammonites. If you had just waited from the impatience of Hagar, impatience, I'm sorry, of Sarah and Abraham, with Hagar comes Ishmael, comes 12 tribes of anti-Israelite people for the most part, if they just had waited. So we have, we have, uh, we have uh, impatience is not a good thing. So we find here that they, they ripped up the women just for territory. The king and princes of Ammon would go into exile after the Assyrians had burned Ammon's camel of Rabbah. 734, they go into exile 12 years before the northern kingdom. And they just, uh, what, word, what word would you use to describe, question one, the atrocities of the Ammonites? I have put barbaric, satanic, anarchy, ruthless, and evil. Are there any modern-day parallel peoples today of the Ammonites? Yes, there are. There are. We just saw that witnessed in October 7th of this last year uh, when the Hamas pe- uh, people took over and did all those terrible things to the people in Israel. So there are. The ISIS, I think, would be on this, almost on a parallel type. Whatever they can do, whatever, that, that it's, it's okay to kill the infidels. That's what we're supposed to do in their thinking. And so the Islamic world has, has tr- gained tremendous footholds across the world today. If you think about it, the Islam has really gained footholds. Yes. It's interesting because in, typically the Shiites, which is a much smaller faction who are called heretics by the Sunnis, the Shiites, which would be Iran, Hezbollah, but Hamas claims to be Sunni. And so you have the Shiites supporting this one Sunni group uh, in, in their battle against, they're going to support anybody against Israel. But they need the Lord. And we think about moderate Muslims. You think of the radical Muslims. You think of the moderate, you just name only. Do we not have in Christian circles those who are truly sold out to the Lord, those who are moderate, and those just barely by the skin of their teeth? So before we cast the Muslim people under the bus for being either overbearing jihadists or moderates or just by name only, Let's examine ourselves. How, how am I really? You know, it just, it just, I think we have to see it from both sides at times. I usually want to see it from my side only, and everybody else is wrong. But that's the bad thing to think. The bad way to look at it. Now, if it's God's word, it's always right. So it's a period. So if it's, but I mean, on my own personal feelings, etc. So we'll just leave my personal feelings. That's not what I'm talking about. We don't talk about that. It's what the Bible says. And so we find in Moab, the only Ammon, Moab is also going to get in trouble. Two, one. Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions for Moab and for four. Now, what does that mean for three transgressions and for four? Yeah, I like that. You have really done it now. You deserved it for three, but I'm telling you right now, you're going to get extra lick. It's like when my brother, of course, my brother did this, when he was getting spanked and he tried to run away and... Did that ever happen to anybody else? Try to run away, and you got more licks. Did anybody else call them licks? I got licks. Yeah. I learned to get real close to your family and whoop you. It doesn't hurt that. Oh. Wow. That's a good idea. Yeah. We had a teacher in the sixth grade who would take your wallets out, and she'd take your 
pants and she twists them and only hit half of the back part. It's it, it's smarted, I'll tell you. She's like, she twist your pants and take, get a, and then she, oh, that, that was smarted. She's like the best teacher I had in, in the elementary school, though. I learned more from her. We find then that, uh, so it really fell right into that, really. For three transgressions of Moab and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because he burned the bones of king of Edom into lime. But I will send a fire upon Moab, and it shall devour the palaces of Kiriath, and Moab shall die with tumult and with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet, and I will cut off the judge from the midst thereof and will slay all the princes thereof with him, saith the Lord. So the Moabites burned, if you notice in your outline, burned the bones of the king of Edom. It was more, had more significance, I believe, burial and all. What would be the point? Is pastor correct, or is it a summation of how the burying was very, very important in Bible times? Well, they took Jacob all the way out of Egypt, and they took Joseph, right, the bones of Joseph, all the way out of Egypt to put them, and they put, they wanted, Jacob won't be buried by, here's your tough question, who? Who of the four was Jacob buried by? It wasn't Rachel. It was Leah. He was buried by Leah. And she was always the one that got the, the short end of the stick because she, I, I, I'm picking Rachel as some like beauty queen type person. And then, and she was like just an average, average person, maybe Leah, whatever. But she, she was beautiful inside, et cetera. She bore him six sons. Well, surely he will pay attention to me now. She got at the end, of course, we know where was Rachel buried? Very famous place. Migdal Adar, just outside Tower of Adar, just outside of Bethlehem, because she died giving birth to Benjamin. So here they they have exhumed. I was going to look up people whose bodies have been. Why do people exhume people's bodies today? Well, they want them. Is there sometimes though? Have there been like Christians who have had their bodies exhumed and then burnt? Yes, there's, there's been martyrs who, like, we can't kill you enough one time, so we're going to bring your body back and we're going to... So this is a very, very... So exhuming the king's bones would have been a desecration and an insult, but burning the bones to powder would have been the highest of order of offense. Now, scriptures are silent regarding these atrocities. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar thrashes Moab, and, and Moab disappears as a nation. Remember, they started with Lot's daughter, uh, it would be the oldest daughter, had Moab, I think, and the younger one had, ben, had Ammon, had Ben-Ami. So they started there. Uh, but during the judges, they, the Israelites were subject to the Moabites. There had been, people have been at war with Israel almost from the get-go. And today, there's so much war. And there's, as you're, you're floating around now, is the two-state, two, two the Palestinian state. And Israel's not, why is Israel not for that? Because they know it only will be a stepping stone until then you have a right next door to them. They could all jump on there and just run all over. And so you realize that Israel seems they're not so acquiescent. If you read the history, it's often the other side who does not want that. And even, but you, you, please don't listen to the majority of press and think that's how it really is. You need to know all the sides. Bottom line is, Israel's God's chosen people, and they are going to be protected by God. You should just start aiming in a different direction. Just let them alone. I mean, they've only got New Jersey. 
is the, uh, the size of New Jersey in the scope of the world. Let them all live together in happiness and go about your way. They aren't going to bother you. I never see Israel starting wars and it's people who have done something to them. Just let them alone. But that's not going to happen until the king of kings rules. So Moab's going to get his comeuppance. Next is Judah, verse 4. Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof. When does God give you the warning? When does God give you the warning? Before the judgment comes. Once the judgment's come, it's too late now. You had your time. Once the snowball starts rolling down the mountain, you should have got, you know, <laughs> here it comes. And once it gets up to, you know, it's, it's 50 feet in diameter, you should have moved a long time ago. You should have listened already. You should have changed. Your... Do you think we are not getting warnings right now in the world today? He's coming back. Just look at the signs. Read the scripture. It's, it's the signs of the time are everywhere. Now, who comprises Judah? Now, we know there's two tribes comprising Judah. They are Benjamin, Benjamin and Judah. Benjamin and Judah. Did the same moms, is the same mom uh, have the mother of Judah and Benjamin? Are the same mothers? Leah, Judah, Benjamin is Rachel. But those two are, are together and lying in the tribe of Judah, Lion of Judah. Jesus comes through there. And so Judah was the fourth son of Jacob and Leah. And so then Benjamin was the last born of the 12, I believe. When he'd be the last one, he's the youngest one. Uh, and so that's how it works. And so they go into, who was the first king? Of course, was Rehoboam. The last king was Zedekiah. They are going to captivity in 586. Judah sends, and of course, those, if he's writing the letter to the people of Israel and he's talking about Judah, yes, yes, because they have despised the law of the Lord and have not kept his commandments, and their lies caused them to err, after which their fathers have walked, and I will send a fire upon Judah, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem. Jerusalem may be the most sacked, run over, run, rushed out over city in all the world, perhaps. Then, oh, then comes Israel. Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions of Israel for four. I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they sold the righteous for silver. So if you're following along in your outline there, we find in question three, what might have gone through the minds of Amos's audience as he started to prophesy against Judah? May have gotten real quiet because who's next? Who's next? So for eight is Israel. We find in first, uh, what they've done first, uh, Israelites were guilty of greed, G-R-E-E-D, greed, injustice, ingratitude, idolatry, immorality. They were guilty of a lot of things. Our world today is guilty of greed. What did the Israelites believe was more powerful than the poor? Land and shoes is your blank question four. The rich sold the poor into slavery in exchange for the silver they owed, etc., when they could have repaid. There are those who just simply want money no matter what it is. I was just thinking, and I'm not trying to boo-hoo gambling. Like I say I'm trying to boo-hoo gambling, but how that was such a, a distant thing, and now you have so many people signing on for gambling. I mean, how and 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 this and how we've just let down our and the, why do we have marijuana everywhere now? Why it's all about this, and shame on us if we're sacrificing our children in a country. For the grandiose scheme of more money. I mean, let's not, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. You say amen to that. Let's, we should have, it's, 
we should put God, what God wants first. Not only that, the Israelites were guilty of unjust oppression. Unjust is your blank, unjust oppression. Verse 7, they considered a helpless poor to be completely without value. Third, the Israelites committed a gross immorality. Verse 7, and a man and his father will go into the same maid to profane my holy name. Profaning God's name is to treat it as common or irrelevant. The more immoral Israelites did not care about God's holy character and went so far as to mock God. Fourth, the Israelites worshiped false gods. Are there cults and groups who still promote immorality in the name of religion? Absolutely, there are those. What made Israel's sins so flagrant before we pray? What made Israel's sins so bad? Idolatry. And what about Israel? No one else. They're God's chosen people. It wasn't so bad. I mean, it's bad. The Canaanites sin. Well, that's the Canaanites. What they're supposed to do. You know, that's what they do. And the Philistines, they act ugly and they sin. And the Zidonians, they do wrong. But you're my chosen people. You should be different. I've called you. Can you not hear that to the Christian today? I've called us to be different, to live a life that is not like the world. That we, that our language, our, we, should, we should be people when they come around us to change their language. Someone was just telling me this week how the people change their language when she is around. Well, wonderful. That's the way it should be. doesn't have to be that way. But the people you come in contact with, and I'm sure a lot of them may do it, and they, you'll even realize it. And so I, my wife's bosses sometimes have very colorful language, and if they let it slip, oh, Stephanie, I'm sorry. So at least they do that. We as Christians shouldn't be doing the slipping part. We should never have to say, God is my witness, here's the truth. We should never have to say that. Because everything we say should be, Spot on, right? Right, correct? We'll stop right there. I went two minutes over. Let's pray. Help us, Heavenly Father, that we would learn from the uh, prophecy of Amos and the other prophets. Lord, we don't have those today per se, but Lord, we have foretellers. May people like myself, may I be, Lord, living right, sharing what you have me to share. May we as Christians, may our lives be exemplary. May we be salt and light in a world so desperately in need of that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.